Welcome to the Inside Texas football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm your host, Justin Wells, here with the managing partner, uh, Eric Nalene. And, you know, it's Friday. That means we got to go inside the program, E. And there's a lot to talk about. Football is back. They've got a D-line coach. They're in the, the, the they're going through workouts now, the underwear Olympics. We've got some some leadership stuff we need to talk about as well. And and even we're, we're going to hit on some of the early enrollees as well, kind of seeing how they're getting assimilated into it. So I, I want to jump right into it, Eric. Let's talk D-line coach. We got a guy, Texas hires Kenny Baker, D-line coach from the Miami Dolphins this week. Um, looked like it was going to be Roderick Wright at the beginning of the week, but some things kind of tilted and went another direction. That's the way of sports, the way of football. Uh, what can you tell us about Coach Baker and, and, and this hire, E? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm glad the hire was, was finally made because, man, I hate being on the live stream and not having the answers I need to have. That was, oh, man, that drives me crazy. Um, assistant D-line coach at Miami, so that meant, like everybody else, I asked who. Um, I wasn't – not in a way that I cared uh, – one way or the other. I'm not indifferent. I mean, I'm kind of indifferent on it uh, from the standpoint of I don't need a big name hire, a splash hire, somebody I'm intimately familiar with over the years. Uh, to me, the hire is about traits. You know, traits are what's important. You can evaluate a coach just as much as you can evaluate uh, players. I go back to Jeff Trailer being hired, and both you and I said that he was going to be an excellent recruiter, and, and people question that. How could we know that without him having a track record? And it's because we knew the traits. We knew the traits were there. And he was probably recruiting a little bit in high school. But we knew the traits were in place. And, and here we just got the you have to trust Sark. You know, Kenny Baker, uh, if you go watch his YouTubes, he looks like he's, uh, you know, outgoing, as you'd expect with a defensive tackles coach. He's, he's definitely sharp, uh, you know, quick-witted on, on camera. That's going to play well in front of recruits. Uh, but then you have to like the geography he's from. And, I, I, you know, the unofficial capital of the South has got to be Atlanta. And he's, he's intimately familiar with Georgia. He's from Georgia. He spent a lot of time in that region, so that's going to play well. That's going to be familiarity. He's going to speak the same cultural languages. Uh, he's not going to seem like an outsider, uh, you know, like a Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to, to LSU. Like he's going to he's going to be comfortable in his skin. Uh, so now we're you know we can we know that he's going to be a good developer. That's why he was working for Vic Fangio in Miami. And then then you just trust Sark um, did his homework on it. And uh, you know we don't know who Sark talked to. He's got such a long network. He didn't just find the YouTube channel and say I want this guy. Uh, he did a lot of homework. We have no idea how many people he talked to. I'm sure he's uh, talked to some high school coaches about uh, Baker as a recruiter because he did recruit the, the Southeast region. Uh, so here's here's the thing. You just kind of trust Sark or you don't. And I trust Sark. Yeah. And, you know, I, I reached out to a handful of coaches and sources kind of, you know, just kicking the tires on who Kenny Baker is. And the one name that kept popping up was Vic Fangio, that if you come from that guy's tree, if you come from that guy's stratosphere, you, you generally turn into a really good football coach. That guy has some sort of track record, yeah. uh, probably even more so than I even factored in. But you talking to coach, you know, just speaking with coaches, they love that guy. Yeah, there's, so, no, there's no shame in being an assistant D-line coach in the NFL. That's a stepping stone for a lot of these guys. A lot of the best guys currently in the NFL, the big names that, that the, the fans want, those are the guys that they, they went up the hard way. They went through, they, they originally went to coach at schools that you hadn't heard of. Uh, that schools that weren't even making the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, and then, you know, eventually they, they worked their way up. And, and the assistant D-line coach is kind of like an internship. If you prove yourself there, you got a chance to move on. Uh, and so we don't know if he was going to move on. But, uh, you know, from assistant D-line coach to Texas, that's that's a pretty similar jump. So now he's got a shot. Uh, Recruiting is going to be a little bit easier than it was at Western Kentucky with that Longhorn on his, on his uh, shirt. Uh, let's see what he's made of. I'm excited. I like the newness of it. Something new for us to cover and learn about. 
And like you said, he's from that Southeast region, the capital down there in Atlanta. And he's going to be able to carry that SEC moniker with him. He's not just recruiting for Texas. He's recruiting that conference. And you want to get in the front doors of a lot of those high schools in that region? Bring the SEC logos. Those three letters seem to to bring a lot of weight. Real quick, I want to give a, a, a little bit of paying the bills. And let's talk about Andre the Lawyer. Our man Andre the lawyer is a he, he's a lawyer that helps all injured Longhorns, but he really helps everyone. Anytime you need him, car wrecks, slip and falls, eighteen wheeler accidents, on the job injuries, wrongful deaths. Listen, like our man Lucas said, Andre has range. Okay, you want to give Andre the lawyer a call. This is a guy that if you ever get stuck in in, in this sort of position, give him a buzz. You know, hear him out. Let let him help you out. 214-444-8808. He's a longtime uh, reader of Inside Texas, big fan. And and we we love what he does. And and like I said, if you need if you ever get caught in in a position where you you need some help, Andre the lawyer is a guy you need to call. 214-444-8808. All right. The team is back in workouts. They, they, they went back, I believe it was on uh, Monday or Tuesday, that they were back in the back. Of, t- yeah, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, back in the saddle. Um, they had that, 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 you know, they had a little bit longer of a layoff because they had played in the playoff, uh, the college football playoff. So they gave them a few more t- days. Um, you know, it's kind of the underwear Olympics. But in some aspects, it, it's really, you know, seeing who came back ready seeing who's going to be able to, to make an impact, you know, with players back in action, what are the latest that, that, that you're hearing this week, you know, basically from, from sources in the program, but how, how these Texas players, it's a different standard. Now, this is a different group. And now they're having to reset the clock and as hard as they worked in the last 12 months to get to that college football playoff to win the big 12, what are they going to have to do now for these next goals? Well, that's the thing. The expectations are raised now. You know, there's a lot of excitement within the program because of what they accomplished, but there's also excitement for what they believe they can still accomplish, what they left on the table. Um, yeah, like I said, the standard is up now. Last last year, they wanted to win the Big 12. Here, they want to win. They want to get back to the playoffs and win it all, and they, they believe they can. So that's part of the excitement, and that's part of where the confidence stems from. But there's also a lot of excitement about all the new people in. Uh, you know, new arrivals, whether they're, you know, grad transfers or, or coming from high schools, they're excited about that new chapter. Those high school kids have been looking forward to this for for years, if not not months, uh, dating back to when they signed in December and when they committed to Texas originally. Uh, now, now it gets real. So they're still on the honeymoon stage for the younger guys. It's going to get a lot tougher. Uh, you know, right yeah. now workouts are I'm going to go into uh, workouts much more detail tomorrow morning on Inside Texas. I'm going to write it up what I what I know on that. Uh, but right now they're, they're still in the honeymoon stage, but they're, they're acclimating the younger guys to. Uh, to the workout program. They're, they're making sure that they're lifting the right way, that they're lifting lifting safely. And right now, the returning players that, that have already gone through uh, strength and conditioning, this is kind of just knocking the rust off, loosening yeah. their body up, getting them ready to really start ramping it up with harder workouts. Uh, like I said, we'll go into a lot more detail tomorrow morning on, on the actual workouts. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the sentiment within the program is one of excitement and confidence uh, from the coaching staff to the, the players. They're confident about what they have in place. Now they know it's time to put in work and, and see if they can maximize. And that's the team mindset, really. You know, that that's how you 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 re you reset. You you reset the clock and you, and you realize, okay, guys, it's time to go back to work. It's time to redo this. And and to me, with that current mindset, you also have to develop new leaders. And I noticed in some of the clips that Texas shows, you know, TexasFootball.com does a great job on 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 putting out, you know, you know, social media posts, you know, f- from workouts and this thing. And you notice Quinn Ewers is at the head 
when, when they're doing different things. And so to me, it's also developing new team leadership. Now, not to say Quinn wasn't, you know, pretty good little steward of, of the offense in the last season, but there's no more Devondre Sweat in the locker room. There's no more Jalen Ford in that locker room or, or, or rather Jordan Christian Whittington. Jones. Yeah, Jordan Whittington. And Jordan Whittington, like there's, there's new guys. And so there's a, there needs to be that next wave of team leadership. Who are some of the guys that you feel like are going to be just they're going to be leaned on? These are guys that are that are going to need to take a step mm -hmm. up, either being more vocal or just leading more by example. Yeah, I mean, Sark has done a really good job of creating that assembly line of, you know, one one finished product leaves uh, the factory and then the, the next one, the next wave comes through. And right now we're at that next wave. There's a lot to replace, but there's a lot in, in place to replace them. Uh, so like you said, Quinn Ewers is one for sure. On the offensive line has two. You got to count Jake Majors and Kelvin Banks stepping up. Yeah, Banks has always been kind of that quiet leader you just uh, mentioned. I think he's going to become a little bit more assertive now. He's an upperclassman. He's about to be an upperclassman. You know, he's always kind of done the right things. Now I think he's going to become a little more vocal. Majors is the guy at that. He's the he's the anchor on the line at, at center, but also in the in the room. Uh, very mature, obviously, very experienced. Started to get, I think, appreciated the right way uh, this past season uh, after he was injured. I think everyone started to realize, hey, maybe that guy is pretty good. Uh, so, so that's your offensive leadership. They're going to need some guys to, you know, I never really hear about Gunnar Helm. I don't, I've never heard anything negative. Uh, I need to ask about him because, you know, Jatavian became a pretty good leader over time. Wide receivers are going to have to replace some guys. That's that's to be determined. We're going to have to reassess that one in in a month or so. Uh, defensive line, that's Baron Sorrell. You know, we've been hearing about him uh, having the right intangibles since he he got on campus. Very hard worker, uh, does everything the right way, goes the extra mile. Very businesslike. He's going to be the leader on that defensive line, trying to replace Byron Murphy and Tavondre Sweat, and he'll do a good job at that. Ethan Burke is another one we need to check on, similar to Gunnar Helm. I just haven't heard much about him in that regard. Must be a pretty quiet guy. Linebackers interesting. They've got three guys were mentioned to me for different reasons. First, it was Benda and Maurice Blackwell. They've got experience. Obviously, Benda's a beast in the weight room. He's right. going to push. He's going to push the uh, the pressure in the in the in the in the gym, making sure everybody's getting their last reps uh, and working as hard as they can. That's really what. That's really where he's got, got what's gotten him to this point. Um, Blackwell's experienced, highly energetic guy. You know, people like being around him. He's he's affectious, affectatious. Oh man, this is like you. Infectious, infectious. Oh man, I went Justin Wells on it. He's infectious. Never go full East Texas. Oh my lord! And then you got Anthony Hill. Anthony's just kind of uh, become becoming a leader because he's the dude. You know, everybody knows he's a beast. He's a highly confident guy, but he also he works behind he works behind the scenes too. He's not just relying on his natural ability, and that's earned everybody a lot of respect. Um, and then secondary, you know, Jade Barron coming back was huge. You got Jade Barron and, and and Michael Taff in in the secondary. So. You know, I think most of those guys that I mentioned will probably end up being on the leadership council. I don't know if they've done the leadership council yet or if it's still coming. I, I'm thinking they probably haven't just because Sark's been on the road recruiting right. so much. They've been killing it. The whole staff has. If you see, I don't know how many offers went out yesterday. So this is kind of what we're talking about right now is Tory Becton's wheelhouse. This is Tory Becton leading the charge on all this stuff. Uh, but leadership is in a good place. Now we just got to keep keep going, establish the, establish the leaders on the council. And, um, you know, get the younger guys bought in. And, you know, that, that next wave is going to come. You, you know, these guys, are, some of these guys will be gone next year, and there's going to be another wave right behind them because Sark has done a really good job of, of recruiting the right guys and, uh, you know, instilling the culture. And what's funny is we don't expect the transfer portal guys to necessarily be leaders instantly. That, that just doesn't jive. But for right. me, Andrew Makuba is going to be a guy that's viewed as a leader at some point. He, yeah. it's, it's, his, it's part of his DNA. 
And you know what's what's great there is he's you know he's known uh, Taff and Baron for a very long time. You know, going back yeah. to when they were younger in high school, those Sentex guys were already they were, they've been close for a long time. So that's going to really help Makuba get kind of initial street credibility with the rest of the roster. I think. Uh, and you're right about him. I think uh, you know Matthew Golden. We'll talk about him in a minute probably, but he's another guy. And, and Isaiah Bond, the guy that comes from Alabama. Uh, you know, unless you're getting the guys that Nick Saban didn't want to keep. And we know Isaiah Bond was one they wanted to keep because he yeah. was so close to going into the portal. Uh, and Saban talked him out of it. And then, of course, Saban retired and, and Bond said, all right, now I'm out. But, um, you know, Saban fought tooth and nail to keep him, unlike Ajay Hall or Jaleel Billingsley. So I think anybody coming out of that program that's, that Saban wants to keep, I don't. I think they wanted to keep Blackshire too. Uh, those guys are going to come in from that culture and, and kind of it, it's going to be an easy transition for them. Yeah, I like the Alabama guys coming in because they bring some of that work ethic. Now, Ajay Hall, Jalil Billingsley, those are the outliers. But these other guys are guys, like you said, when Saban wants to keep them, those are guys you want to go after. And like with Bond, I think that wide receiver room needs a voice. I don't know if it's going to be Jontae Cook. Or, or or an Isaiah yeah. Bond or even a Matthew Golden. I'm hearing I'm hearing Cook is putting in some work, but I don't think he's quite there yet on the leadership thing. I yeah. think you know um, it's going to be interesting in the wide receiver room. Um, having Quinn, I think, is uh, becoming a more vocal leader is going to help out the wide receivers uh, because there's a bit of a void. You know, for all the uh, all the gas station uh, pictures on Instagram that Xavier uh, Worthy took, that guy busted his ass behind the scenes. He was a hard worker. Uh, you know, that that you you want those guys. And, um, you know, we have to see who replaces that tenacious uh, work ethic that, that Worthy had. And it's got to be organic. You know, you you talk about that a lot, too. It can't just be the oldest guy, the newest guy, the best player. It's got to kind of happen organically. That, that That's yeah. how the best things come together. And I, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Bond. I think that's going to be the guy's voice. You know, from 007 to the 512, I, I'm a big fan of Bond. And I, I think he's going to bring that type of ability. Eric. The 2024 cycle was incredible. Top five class for Sark, you know, third consecutive year that he's done that. 80% of those guys that signed are on campus doing workouts right now. And that, to me, it, it just shows the new standard that Sark has when it comes to recruiting and those, 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 those you know, self-motivated, driven, young, focused guys that decided, I'm done with high school. I want to start the next part of my life. They're on campus right now. Who is impressing early? Who are you hearing that that that's already in the mix? That's already showing a work ethic, showing showing some drive. You know, there's a number of guys we can talk about, and I've already heard of a couple of them. Well, as well, I want to hear yours. Yeah, and this is not going to be an exhaustive list. Okay, they've only been working out for for a week. The guys have been on campus for what two weeks. Um, so this is you know don't take this with a grain of salt. Right. Grain of salt. The guys that we're hearing about, okay, that's good. Take that as good news. But if you don't hear about anybody, don't take that as, as a negative. This is all brand new and there just you go. Kind, of, kind of jumped out. And, you know, a lot of different people have different opinions. But uh, Brandon Baker was one I heard about, uh, very driven. Uh, you know, some of these guys show up and, and you can see, all right, they've got some maturing to do because they still are, they are still young. Even if they are driven, they are still young. Uh, but he's, you know, he's coming out of a, a powerhouse school like Modern Day. I think that really did a good job of preparing him to, to be ready for, for the college grind. Um, he's showing a lot of initiative and he looks like a million bucks. Like he's already got good size. He carries it very well. So you could say that you could chalk him up for as far as offensive line goes. He's got a lot of mental maturity and a lot of physical maturity already on top of just insane talent. So uh, the future is extremely bright. I was just flat told the guy's going to be a stud. Not that he, you know, we think he's got a chance or anything like that. That flat out he's going to be a stud. So file that one away. Don't expect him to play a ton this year, but I do think he will. will see the field. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to be pushing very hard to start. Uh, the following season. Uh, Ryan Wingo was another one. 
And what I heard there was uh, just his agility and mobility. You know, we all know that he's a straight line beast. We know that he's got he can be a running back after the catch. He's just he's just a built up kid, very physically mature, uh, explosive in a vertical line. Uh, but we're hearing that he's very, very good change of direction, very quick. Uh, and so if he if he uses that, if he has that ability uh, to become an all around or, you know, just a, a good route runner, he's going to be virtually unstoppable because, you know, he's got that 10, 10, 6 vertical speed. He's got power. He can win with power. Uh, if he starts winning because he's creating separation at the top of his route or on cuts, uh, it's going to be game over for him. So that was very exciting to hear because we already we already expect he's going to be good just on on the physical gifts. But if he can, becomes a nuanced route runner, uh, that's going to be game over. And then uh, Matthew Golden, we had heard that he was business like at U of H, uh, and that's continuing. You know, the guy's just kind of quiet uh, but ready to work. Um, and you know, our sources are excited about him. They, you know, we've both heard it. Uh, I think Charlie Williams heard it as well. Our new uh, inside Texas recruiting writer has heard it that, you know, they think the behind the scenes, they think they, they'll get Bond and Golden uh, out of here, out of Texas after one year, similar to Adonai Mitchell last season. So that's exciting. Uh, that that would pretend a very good season for years in the entire offense. But, yeah, those guys are putting in work. I, I love this time of year. Everything's new to us. Uh, brand new storylines. Um, so tons of uh, lot, lots to cover over at Inside Texas. Absolutely. You know, I'll go to, I'll give you one on the defensive side. I, I met Gavin Nix on Saturday at, at, at Texas Junior Day, and that's the linebacker out of the IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. You know, six foot, about 226, kind of looks like a, a little taller Gary Johnson clone. I mean, just dense, just thick. And he's been roommates with Jordan Johnson Rebel for the last year yeah. down, down in Bradenton, Florida. And I was talking to him and his father, and Jordan Johnson Rebel was leading their recruitment group. Yeah. Rebel's been there a week yeah, and he's already leading the recruitment group. And I asked, I asked uh, Gavin's father, you know, how close are you guys to, and he goes, listen, Jordan Johnson Rebel is a natural leader. And he goes, he proved it. He said, one of the coaches told him the guy's only been here, you know, five or six days and he's already helping out with recruiting. Yeah. He's already helping out wherever you need help. And so I think Jordan Johnson Rebel is a guy, like you said, it's gotta be organic, but he just has those traits. He just yeah. has those, th that mindset. He's one we foreshadowed last week before workouts even began that I said, you know, for, if there's a name we're going to probably hear, it's Jordan Johnson Rebel. And, and, you know, when you say he's been there five, you know, five days or whatever, he's, he's, how many times did he visit? That guy had a lot of familiarity with Texas. He was bought in and we had him. Uh, we had him pretty much figured in the class at a pretty early stage. But, yeah, again, so it's similar to IMG. He's coming from a factory where those guys are it's, they're in high school technically, but those are kind of quasi college as well. Those those, you know, modern day IMG. It's not your standard high school. All right. These guys are getting it a lot different than, say, where I went to high school or even where you went to high school. You went to a bigger high school than me. Um, it's a lot different. And there's just a different level of readiness that comes with them. And so I didn't know that him and Gavin Nix were roommates. So that's see, there's always some backstory. Of why is Gavin Nix at, at visiting Texas? And now, you know, that makes a lot more sense. It does. And it, it does. And so, you know, I, I love talking young leaders. I love I love these young guys. We did this last the last two cycles, young yeah. guys coming in that were immediate impact guys. And I think that goes to Sark's evaluations. Yep. Yeah, we knew, it, we knew it with Hill. We knew it with Muhammad. So these what we're hearing now is it does it does uh, carry weight going forward. You know, now we have to see that you, you want to keep hearing it. Right. You want, you want these themes to emerge. Uh, themes were emerged with Muhammad and, and Hill last year. Not that I mean, they're still got maturing to do. Don't get me wrong, because they're 18 years old, and there's no such thing as a fully mature 18 year old, right? Correct. Uh, I mean, up 40, 46, 40, I don't know how 45 or 46, and I'm still not fully matured. So, but they're you know, 
they're they're ahead of the curve for where they should be. And yeah, that's great to hear about uh, Jordan Johnson Robel. I, I I expected that, but I, I hadn't heard that. So that's a good point. Eric, that 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 covers it. Like if you needed your review viewers, that that, that was it. In 20 minutes, you just got everything that's going on inside the program at InsideTexas.com. There's so many things you need to come. Please like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Keep helping us continue to grow. Please come see us at InsideTexas.com. We're doing a dollar for a month, and promise you, we will earn your business. you just got to give us a shot. There really isn't a better time. Practices are – I mean, uh, workouts are starting to amp up. Some of the players are starting to get assimilated. Recruiting for 2025 has really taken off. Transfer portal news, you need to check InsideTexas.com for that. We're always trying to update it that as well because there's always guys in the mix. Eric, I sure do appreciate you joining me today. Please, again, like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. And once again, thank you for joining us and making us a part of your day from Inside Texas Football and the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Have a good one.